not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture movies and TV shows. My name is Sam, and with me, as always, is the variant of myself from another timeline from somewhere in the multiverse that we are trying not to create because we don't want to alert the TVA. It's Chris. Hello. Sam. No. I I think... Would you be... No. Hang on, what? So I'm a variant of you, but I'm in the timeline where things went very, very wrong and you ended up being ginger. <laughs> or did it go the very, very right? timeline. Did it go very right? We can't, we can't discriminate. Who's people. to say? Who is to say? But anyway, this might sound a little bit weird and a lot more energetic because you know why, Chris? That, 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 everybody, that is a high five. We are here. We're in person. We're in person. For like the first time in what, <gasps> 65 episodes maybe? At least. <laughs> and wow. We're, and we're allowed to be. Yes. <laughs> That's the important We've thing. both been jabbed up as well. Yeah, we've both got our first I was jabs. feeling rough last night from my job. Yeah, I actually had a test this today as well because I've, I've, I've just been taking the test that we have in work. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm COVID free. I should hope so, if not get the fuck out. <laughs> this, is, this was the one moment I waited to tell you, Chris. I waited Bad until the microphones were on. You waited until we finished making out, and then... <laughs> Just to make sure. Uh, but obviously, we are a little bit overexcited. We might be clipping... I very, that's just when we laugh early. too much. Okay, very good, that's fine. <laughs> anyway. Just a laugh is just like... <laughs> that silence is me glancing over at the... <laughs> Because normally when we'd sit and do this, I'd be like staring at the the the, the, the audio. Forms. Yeah, I'd be staring. I'd be like, "Oh no!" Or I'd hear you and be like, "That clipped." But now we haven't got headphones on and we're in the danger zone, and anything goes. I'm not going to know until I get home and open up this and find out. We're in the darkest timeline now, Sam. Oh god, we're in the end game now. Some oh. may say, Chris. It, do you know what they should do? In Loki, they so we're talking about Loki today. If you didn't oh, guess yeah. from all the timeline talk, only episode one though. So this is actually first impression. Yeah, Loki, but only episode one. Yes. So we physically cannot really spoil anything, which no. is good. Which means less time codes in the description. <laughs> I know maybe there will be time codes in the description. I think there's yeah. probably still quite a bit to spoil in episode one. Yeah, definitely. So. There's definitely stuff to spoil at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say. They should reference like community or something in there because they have a lot of writers from community work on the MCU now. Yeah. So yeah. Could, you know the episode of Community where they roll the dice and create the multiverse. Oh yeah. And you yeah. have the darkest timeline. They should like reference something Ooh, with that. In, that'd be funny. Loki. That'd be funny. That'd be a nice little one maybe, for the fans. Maybe he has to go like play a card game or something, or maybe he goes and plays like Magic the <laughs> Yeah, Magic. <laughs> That's all we talk about now. Uh, maybe he plays like a version of Sabak or whatever and he has to roll some dice or whatever uh-huh. and there's a reference to it. You yeah. know, like he's like trying to figure out. roll this dice and it lands on a two, I create one timeline. If it lands on a six, I create a different timeline. Sacred timeline will be distorted. <laughs> Do you reckon if he rolls like a D20 and gets a 20, he just automatically... Well, he is a god, but he becomes like... Double God. Double God. Double God. Uh, Well, what is it? It's not... What's going on with our lights today? It keeps flickering. It does. (laughs) Power outage. Um, Talking about gods. We've angered Thor. (laughs) What is it? Uh, He wants to be... Did he say God King Emperor, was it? God King Emperor. Was that what he said? Such a comic book thing. Uh, I think it was God King, anyway. 
Anyway, that's what he wanted to be. Yeah, that's what he says. Anyway, let's not get too distracted just because we're in person, Chris. We do have segments, <laughs> believe it or not. We do. Do you remember what our first segment is now? <laughs> I do. It's, it's classic. W... What is it? What's the acronym for it? WWBW. Whoa, he's on it. Yeah, what you've been watching? A waboo. <laughs> a weeboo. A weeboo. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? I watched Bo Burnham's latest comedy special. Oh, yes. Um, you mean Peter McKinnon's inside. comedy special? <laughs> he full on looks like Peter McKinnon by the end of that special. So. Uh, during lockdown, Bo Burnham created a comedy special all inside his like little annex at the back of his house. So it's basically just like a little shed that he stayed in throughout most of lockdown and just created this comedy special. Yeah, yeah. And it's just him like, like it's really funny, but there's just this solid air of darkness in there as well, where you could tell like whenever he's talking about depression and like maybe killing himself, he's actually fully being serious. It's like. And then he'll just cut into this really bizarre song. Oh, <laughs> and it's, it's like fucking hell. Like, it perfectly depicts what the last year has been. Yeah. Because um, he, he had that comedy special like quite a while ago, that live one where he did kind of half and half. Yeah. He? yeah. So he's got two on Netflix now. Um, uh, sorry, he's got three now. He's got two live ones. And now he's got Inside as well. And he didn't change his hair or beard or anything like he just showed himself at the beginning of the process and showed himself at the end and by the end he full-on looked like pete mckinnon he <laughs> was just missing the canadian accent famous youtuber from youtube yeah big photographer um yeah what else have i been watching i binged one punch man i don't think i thought no yes. i've watched that since yeah since the last podcast i've still not finished it yet i've, I've not watched anything since we last spoke no I, so. I just watched season one because that's the easiest one to get a hold of in the uk um i like it i think it's very much like mid in terms of anime but it is really funny so the the humor carries it but it, it kind of felt like what's kind of the plot here it felt like a load of episodes sort of stitched together until the last two yeah but like that fight in the last episode was so worth it oh, i can't wait um, my favourite one was The Sea King so far. Because <laughs> that's where I've just left off. Oh, so you haven't finished it? I thought you had finished season no, one. No, I've not finished it. Oh, so I'm past you now. <laughs> yeah, but every every fight is like 30 seconds anyway. Yeah, really. it's just one punch, isn't yeah, it? It's one punch, punch man. man, it gives it away. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, my mind's going blank on me. My mind is like fully gone blank. So that means it's nothing of note. I think there was something of note, and I'm just forgetting it. <laughs> well, so I'll just I'll tell you next time I remember. <laughs> well, I was telling you before I've just started watching that Captive series on Netflix, which yes. is like a true crime thing. Uh, it's a bit of a it's an anthology of different situations where people are captured. So I th- the first one is a prison a riot in a prison, and then they take prison officers' inmates. Oh yeah. The second episode was like this kidnapping in Brazil where someone kidnapped a director of Coca-Cola. Oh. So it's quite interesting. Uh-huh. Uh but you actually speak like the kidnapper is uh, is being interviewed mm. and he's like explaining like their process and, and it's kind of a little bit weird but yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit <laughs> getting inside the mind of a psychopath. Yeah, a bit cynical, but uh yeah, that's okay. Uh what else have I been watching? Uh, I I have just been watching Command Zone. We love to see it. Yeah, watched a bit of Command Zone, which is a Magic the Gathering YouTube channel. Uh, and that's really it. And you've just remembered what you've I been watching. I just remembered what, what I've been watching. You, what have you watched? I binged the rest of Sweet Tooth. Oh, you, yes, yes. We, <laughs> we talked about, about it the other day, but not yes. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I binged the rest of Sweet Tooth on 
Monday, I think I finished it all on Monday. So we recorded on the Sunday. The episode went out on Monday, and by the time the episode had come out, I was pretty much finishing the series. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed season one. I think once you get to see episode four ish, you can tell where mm-hmm. the rest of the seasons go in if you've watched enough shows like it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's it's season one. It has to set up for future seasons. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I cool. really, really enjoyed it. Cool. I think the aesthetic is great. More characters that we meet along the way are really great. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about this last week. We do actually get a lot of answers in season one. Yeah. Um, but it keeps enough mysteries and threads going cool. to keep the rest of the series alive, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we we get like a big reveal in like episode six or seven. Okay. And I wasn't expecting to find... A, I wasn't expecting that to be the thing, and B, I wasn't expecting it to be revealed in season one. Okay, um, that's interesting. But it, it it's still it's still not a hundred percent. Oh, so that's, that's nice. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And I remembered I had been watching something else, and I forgot that. So. Well, we'll do that thing where I'll say something, and you're like, put your finger up, and be like, yes, I yeah. remember what it is. Um, anyway, right. Oh, sure. Invincible. Oh, I finished Invincible. Finished Invincible because <laughs> Chris didn't watch the last couple of episodes. Did yeah, I watched the last two episodes. Yeah, and you thought I had it... seen all the memes, so I knew yeah. what happened, and uh, I've seen bits with the comic books. Hits it was, different it was though when you watch it. Yeah, it did. Definitely hit. Very different. much hit different when he's holding him through the train. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Don't you understand, Mark? <laughs> understand. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Shall we move on to some newsy bits? Yes. Um, do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to kick us off? I've got um, one on my laptop that I'll kick. We're in your house, Chris. You can kick us off. Oh, why? Thank you. So, um, we haven't had a trailer for Jurassic World 3 yet, but there is one in cinemas. So this is like old school. This is like back to the 90s when, before YouTube was a thing, they used to just show trailers in in cinemas. Can you believe that? So you can, if you go to the cinema, you will potentially see a trailer for Jurassic World. If you see Fast 9 in cinemas in IMAX, they're showing an IMAX trailer for Jurassic World 3. Only teaser. that film and only an IMAX. Yes. Great. Um, so <laughs> I'm we, not going to see it then. We, we have some details, though. Um, so they released a still image. Dodgy, of... fil- dodgy phone cams. Is that what we're getting? No, we haven't got any dodgy phone oh, cams, but we've had people's description of what's happened. And we had we had a photo revealed as well. So, um, the dinosaurs in the Cretaceous period move in herds. I don't, that was the first shot, apparently. It was a big herd of dinosaurs. So, big herd of dinosaurs running across a field. Uh, yeah. Sounds but, like Jurassic World. Yeah, it, it does, but they seem to put these things in the wrong order. Basically, what that was meant to be was, we're going back to the Cretaceous period, we're actually getting flashbacks for the first time in Jurassic World oh, okay. to actually 65 million years ago, where oh. dinosaurs were roaming the Earth. So we're seeing new breeds of dinosaurs that we've never heard of before. There's going to be dinosaurs in here which were only discovered in real life two years ago, like Gigantosaurus, and there's another breed as well. Um, so we're going to see a whole new species that we've never seen in the franchise before. Um, what else have we got? T-Rex is going to have a, another fight, and it could potentially lose another duel. So maybe it's going to finally get killed off, the T-Rex that has been in the franchise since the beginning, or it's going to come back like triumphant like it did at the beginning of Jurassic World. I wonder why you're going to put end. flashbacks in that, because obviously nothing that, nothing with the characters, the, the human characters, is going to be relevant. So... Unless there's something, why a dinosaur? No, I I think what it's going to be is um. So we're seeing we've got shots of mosquitoes sucking blood from dead T Rexes and stuff like that as well in there. 
I think what it's going to be is to show that the world has kind of gone back to a primitive state. So it's going to show us what it used to be like when dinosaurs roamed the earth. And obviously now that they're loose, at the end of Fallen Kingdom, we had a few shots at the end of that, which showed some dinosaurs out in the wild. Oh, yeah. So this is going to take place four years later. And I think dinosaurs are going to be part of nature now. Uh, oh, because how could I have forgot that Jeffrey Goldblum was like, we're in the Jurassic world now, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> As he, he said, we're in the Jurassic world fallen kingdom 2018 now. <laughs> and in four years, we'll be in the Jurassic world dominion now. Yeah. It's their dominion. It's their domain. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Oh. <laughs> Siri's at it again. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Say it again. Where is that domain? <laughs> so I think it's going to be used to like show um, what life was like before humans and now how it were kind of going back to maybe a primitive age now that dinosaurs mm. are back with reality. Back to life, back to reality. I clipped the mic again by laughing. <laughs> Wonderful. Bloody Let's turn your bloody vote. Turn it down. Turn your bloody gain down. Turn both of our gain down a little bit. Here we go. Doing it live. It's just, it's just when we do big old belly laughs. Big old belly laugh. We need to learn mic control. We need to like look, turn away and belly laugh like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it should be better. Okay, so we've got a shot of a T-Rex going on a rampage, which includes a classic Jurassic Park Easter egg. And the shot that we've got here on the news article is from when he first escapes the pen and, you know, we've got the uh, Land Rovers on the tracks and it oh, flicks yeah, it over. Yeah. That, that old um, school. So maybe that's what it's in. So far, to. so far, when, when we're describing this and I can see images in my head, mm-hmm. I can see all the Jurassic Park films, a frame for every single one. Yeah. And it's like, it's all the same photo to me. Greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's greatest hits. <laughs> T-Rex, greatest hits. Jurassic World, greatest hits. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's its only hit. Name That's... another song from Jurassic Park. Uh... Exactly. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, the, That's the sound of a very puny T Rex. <laughs> That's the sound of the A Rex. <laughs> Little baby, baby A Rex. Um, so, do you remember after Jurassic World came out, we got like a internet short called Battle at, at Big Rock? So no. that, so that was after the um, animals escaped. Um, they were like wreaking havoc in parts of America and stuff like that. So apparently, that um, maybe not all of that short, but some of that short is actually going to be in Jurassic World Dominion. So mm-hmm. it's going to tie the two together. Okay. Um, and then the final shot is the Jurassic Park Jurassic World logo encrusted in ember. And I bet then it like zooms out and then it shows Jurassic World Three Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. But do you reckon Dominion's also going to be in amber as well? Possibly. It could be like a little plate under. Yeah, it'd be yeah. pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be a very good brand in that, wouldn't it? Are you excited? Or are you just like moderately like I... passive about it? I love the Jurassic Park franchise. Park, like... though. That's the key word here. <laughs> so You like the Jurassic Park franchise. I don't think the Jurassic World films are as bad as people say. No. They're not as good, but also Jurassic Park 3 wasn't that good. No. And Jurassic Park 2 was... Like good until they left um, the island, mm. and then you got the T Rex. Uh, is it in Chicago? 
or San Francisco, one or the other. I suppose you've got the Dino Whisperer, Chris Pratt himself, in there to lead it. So <laughs> he's got his hands out. <laughs> I'm doing the Chris so, Pratt with the Velociraptor. Stay impression. away, stay away, Raptors. <laughs> Do we reckon Blue's going to come back and save his ass? Well, he always Again. does. He always does. Bloody um, Blue. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Like as long as I get dinosaurs eating bad people on screen, that's all I care about. You know Very what I mean? Good. It's like Godzilla versus Konga. Don't go in there with any expectations. I just want to see big things smashing together. Yes, like, <laughs> like big action figures that you just bam, yeah. bam, bam, bong, bong, bong. Cool. Yeah. Right. Go well, on. there you go. Jurassic World Dominion in cinemas in trailer form right now. Yeah. Uh, we've also got a look at the boys. Well, I was about to say Captain America because that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> um, it's because they, when they put this out, they put the, the caption, he's... Yeah. I was sorry, back in track. Uh, when, <laughs> I can't concentrate on what I'm saying. Um, he, the, when the boys' social media put it out, they put, he's the fucking captain now, America. Oh, a nice little yeah, play yeah. on Captain America. Hey, but, uh, hey, look at me. Hey, hey, hey. I'm um, the captain now. What's the name of the dude from Supernatural who's uh, playing Jason Eccles. Jason Eccles. He is playing Soldier Boy. We've spoke about this away from the pod. Um, yeah, looks cool, doesn't he? Yeah, he definitely looks like... We were talking about this. Is he going to be the World War II version or the modern-day version? He looks very much like his costume is modern-day. But we said, what if they maybe twist the comic books, which they've done in the past... So that maybe he is both, and maybe he gets put on ice or something, or yeah. he can live longer, like Liberty was. Who? What was that? What was her name? Um, the uh, Nazi woman who got killed in season two. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what Stormfront. Stormfront. Yeah. Um, maybe he ages slower or something. So maybe like to make it more of a like even more of a Captain America analogy for like modern mm. fans. Mm. Um, I'm wondering if maybe they twist it like that, make yeah. him all into one character. Maybe it might be a bit more of like a US agent type thing. So like they've, like they've maybe kept him as a hidden weapon or whatever. And now that... Well, there's a statue of him we saw in season two, wasn't there? Yeah, but so now... Not maybe... so much hidden. No, but maybe because it's like, I don't know, maybe something happened to him and maybe they all think he's like died oh, or whatever. Yeah. But actually he's been kept on ice. And now the... With a soldier style. Mm-hmm. And now the soups have gone a bit crazy and homeland has gone a bit (laughs) mental maybe they've deployed soldier boy to as a soup killer as a soup killer he just gets that campbell's you know what soup and he's you know what 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 did we do this with where we predicted what happened i feel like that's gonna be it was winter soldier wasn't it we we predicted something for winter soldier oh falcon and the winter soldier we predicted um them working with baron zemo yeah yeah so i think that's what soldier boy is going to be yeah that's a that's my hot take hot take you heard it here first guys let us know if we were wrong confirmed i've got a little bit of news next we'll take it in turns because we both got screenshots on our phone very good um filming has begun in uh, begun begun in alnwick castle in the uk for the latest dungeons and dragons film now (laughs) right let's i've seen this okay Yep. Obviously, when you say filming for the Dungeons and Dragons film is taking place in a castle, it sounds very cool. Yep. Have you seen the photos? Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of people stood in a field. Yes. But <laughs> do you think it this will look good, or are you a? Are, are, do you think it's going to be a six out of ten? <laughs> Probably a six out of ten. <laughs> Probably a six out. Of- <laughs> Probably a six out of ten. But you know, I have a, I have this horrible feeling. 
that it may end up looking like... Remember when you used to have those weird, like, dramas on, like, Nickelodeon, but when it was, like, live action? Like a Tracy Beaker kind of thing, but it was more... Tracy Beaker was BBC. It, it was <laughs> but it was a bit more, like, exciting to watch or whatever. Yeah. I have a very, very weird feeling it's going to be like that. It's going to be very low-budget, like, like one of the many straight-to-DVD... Dungeon Dragons films yeah. that we've had over the last 15 years because they've made yeah. like 60 and D films in the last like 15 years and they've all been straight to DVD and they've all been really shit and if you're still not fixed it after five and your six still go straight to DVD then you've yeah made well problems. this is like a whole clean slate Joe Manganiello was meant to be writing this and starring in it and then um I can't remember I think it I think it might be Warner Brothers don't quote me on that it's either oh, no. Warner Brothers or Legendary or something like that are producing it. And they kind of just like got shut of him off the project completely. Which, oh, no. considering Joe Manganiello but, leading a D and D film as Archon the Dragon, his character who is now part of D and D canon, why isn't that a thing? Why, why, why not go with that? Like you're shooting yourself in the foot by not getting. Like, well, imagine how many asses and seats you're gonna get from Joe Manganiello. Do you reckon you'll playing get a fucking dragon? Do you reckon you'll get the Manganiello cut of the D and D movie? <laughs> <laughs> they've just cut his character out and then they've yeah. stitched him back in it's just all really dark and evil and gritty and whatever yeah. but anyway i i'm very dubious about this i'm very dubious i was but... very i was very excited when i first heard the casting and everything and i'm a bit like mm, yeah. yeah we don't know anyone that's really in it now after that joe manganello version's not gone ahead yeah because so... obviously he has a lot of his celebrity friends so and um, there was actually quite a little bit of um bits and bobs of news where netflix dropped a few more details on sandman uh shadow and bone has been renewed for a second season uh, Lupin is back for again this year for another season, uh, and Vikings Valhalla is coming soon on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. I think Netflix bought the rights to Vikings, um, and they're doing Valhalla, which is like a it's it's based on like another famous Viking, and it's that story. So it's oh, not Ragnar. So it's actually connected to Vikings that was owned by Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. Oh, it's, it looks pretty much the exact same. But rather than it being Ragnar's story, it's like another Viking from somewhere mm. else in Scandinavia that's famous for yeah. the following. So that'll be interesting. They're, they're definitely going to cross over a character then. Who do you think it's going to be? I reckon it's going to be, you know, those brothers... Like, you got a blonde one and then, like, a skinhead one yeah, with, like, the, yeah. all the face tattoos. The king of all Norway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all it's good. Elio bets them that show up in it. Yeah, defo. Because yeah. they, they were known for, like, going and joining loads of different groups. Yeah, and, and they only actually came in about halfway through anyway, so you, they could have been up to all sorts. They just of fucking came and went loads of times, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, next bit of news. So, this is unfortunate timing for us. We're recording this on the Friday. The Borderlands film Twitter posted out that um, Gearbox are having their own E3 press conference. Now, this sounds like you should be talking about it on the gaming podcast, which we did also talk about on the gaming podcast last week. Check out Get Real Gaming. But they have already announced the game, Chris. They have. Which looks good. D&D related. It looks... It's Borderlands meets D&D. So they revealed that separately, and they said that Gearbox are having their own expo on the 12th which is for us tomorrow so by the time you listen to this all this information's already out but we haven't got it but we have breaking news today they updated that at this um expo that they're doing they will have kevin hart and edgar ramirez 
who is playing Atlas. So we got Roland and Atlas, and they're going to show us stuff from the set of the Borderlands film. Oh, we'll get to see some costumes. So we're going to see something, whether it's going to be a short clip, costume reveals or something, but Kevin Hart and um, Edgar Ramirez are going to be part of this presentation. You know what? As long as set design and the costumes and the characters look good, I think we're going to get something that's absolutely fine. I'm not expecting any stellar story writing from borderlands because it doesn't need it no you just it, need to have fun action don't you yeah you just need good psychos yeah enough story to get you from the beginning of the film to the end yeah like just enough to warrant the action you know what i mean you could literally go online and type in random movie plot generator use that put borderlands to it and you've got a good movie yeah literally just don't mess with things from Borderlands. Don't mess with it. Just leave it as it is. But it's got that Randy Pitchford or whoever it is who's at the head of all that sort of stuff. He's like the head of like... I think he's the head of Gearbox. Yeah. And he's always on socials. He always turns up to all that. He's like a dead random energetic guy. (laughs) But he's really closely tied to everything with the film. Yeah. So I have a feeling that he would... He he almost seems like a bit of a control freak with with Borderlands stuff. So I imagine the film is going to end up being very true to the game. But there was like a bit of a QA and a with him on Twitter where he was talking about, like, people were saying, oh, is the film going to be linked to the game, vice versa? And he was saying the the BCU, which is the Borderlands Cinematic Universe, oh. is what he said. Um, but he was saying, like, it's, it's canon with itself rather than being canon to the game. Mm. So you're going to have the same characters, but their story in the film will be different. Yeah, which, which is makes better sense. Off. Yeah. yeah. He said that you'll recognise everyone, but you can't, don't think about what happens in the game when you watch the film. Yeah. Which makes sense, because yeah. to be honest, that happens throughout pretty much all the Borderlands games anyway. It only ties back every, it only really ties the characters together, to be yeah. fair, doesn't it? So, yeah. anyway. So, there was that. Let me let me rattle off a cast list and tell me if you want to watch this movie. So, you got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, because they can't be in a film without each other, apparently. Um, except for Borderlands. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Vanessa Bayer, and Diego Luna. Does that sound like a cast list you want to see? Yeah. Well, if I told you, it was the voice cast for the Dwayne The Rock Johnson-led DC Legion of Super Pets. Oh. Animated movie. The okay. animation style looks really cool. So, Dwayne Johnson is voicing um, Crypto the Superdog. And then we've got Kevin Hart will be playing Ace the Bat Hound. And we don't know who the other ones are playing yet. Interesting. But that came out of literally nowhere. Oh, that was a real roller coaster of emotions. Like, I saw this and I was like, huh? <laughs> and and we got Black Adam, Black Adam voicing Crypto the Superdog. Yes, that's interesting. But I mean, if you're going to get a voice for Crypto... Dwayne The Rock Johnson's got a pretty good voice. We also got the season three episode list for the Umbrella Academy got revealed. Ooh. Um, so I'll just I'll just fire off some of those episode names for you, Chris, and you can start theorizing on what's going on. Uh, meet the family. Meet uh, the fuckers. Yeah. Meet meet the uh, meet the other um, meet the meet the Sparrow um, Academy. The yes, it is called that. I'm trying to think of another word for umbrella, but I can't think of one. A rain protector. <laughs> Re- meet the Rain Mac family. <laughs> the Academy. Anyway, world's biggest ball of twine. Pocket full of lightning. Hugel Blitz. Kindest Cut. Marigold. Alfida Zane. 
Wedding at the End of the World, Six Bells, Oblivion. So we're getting another apocalypse, because yeah. it wouldn't be Umbrella Academy without an apocalypse, would it? Nope, absolutely not. And yeah, that's... that's. Uh, I cannot theorise anything, because I don't know anything about no. the new Sparrow Academy. I have news here, which is uh, Loki, every MCU egg in episode one, but that was a bit early for that. Um, I've got The Book of Boba Fett has wrapped filming. It has. It's only in, coming out in December. It's not mm-hmm. far off. James Wan is having meetings about the next Aquaman film, and it's going to be called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That was my next story. Yeah. Very good. It's Probably a pro- good. production meeting. It was. Um, keeping it with DC, then... Uh, Rumour has it that they are pushing forward, now that Justice League Dark is kind of on the back burner yet again, they're pushing forward with a Dead Man film at mm. Warner Brothers. What's Dead Man? Dead Man is basically, this guy died, thus being a dead man, and then his body was either um, possessed by his own spirit or somebody else's spirit, but basically it's this corpse fella who can also turn into a ghost and stuff as well okay he's a dead man he's, it's that guy in the red oh i recognize he's, dead man. he's yes. very much just a very dead man yes he has ghost it, and dead man powers i guess a living dead man yeah <laughs> um he is a cool character like when you try to explain what he does it's just kind of he's a ghostman but yeah Cool. I just wish they would just give us the Justice League Dark film that we all fucking want. Give me Swamp Thing. Give me Zatanna. Give me... Uh, bring fucking Keanu Reeves back as fucking uh, Constantine. Yeah. Give me Dead Man in there. Uh, have you got much of the Nightmare. news? Um, we've got the Lord of the Rings anime film. Oh, War of Hearing. Yeah. So this... You said the other day this is explaining the events leading up to the creation of Helm's Deep? I believe so, yeah. Believe so. It's something about the the guy or whoever who created Helm's Deep or the the old king of Helm's Deep or whatever. Something to do with that. But it's focused on the Warring Rohirrim. And it's animated, a feature length anime as well. Yeah, an animated Lord of the Rings film could actually be really good. They've done it before. That was yeah. the original Lord of the Rings film was animated. Yeah, like the old like Hobbit and mm. stuff. That was yeah. It could be fun. It could be. I'm on board. Like, more Lord of the Rings stuff is... Probably, like, a heavy feeling of nostalgia. Speaking of Lord of the Rings stuff, you know that's going to be, like, the world's most expensive TV show when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be naughty. When when are we getting it? Next year? Who knows? We know they're filming it now, don't we? Very secret. I'm surprised nothing's leaked. It's in the middle of nowhere in New Zealand, mate. That's why. (laughs) We we talked about this on the Sweet Tooth episode. Why have no fucking hobbits been and fucking... (laughs) Been... Taking videos from the set and stuff. Much of the news? Um, no, that's actually it. Have you watched any trailers of Note? <laughs> I've got some bloody trailers for well, you. I can tell you about a trailer very quick. Go on then. See Did if it's you... one of the ones that I've got here. So we got a... another Black Widow trailer, which was a featurette. Yep. Which is the TV spot saying, let's go. Uh, we also got another trailer for Free Guy, yep. which I completely forgot was not released yet. Uh, That's going to Disney Plus, isn't it? Is it? Because I think it was a 20th Century Fox production. Oh, it certainly could be. I think it's getting a limited cinema. And if it's on Disney Plus, I'll bloody watch it. Bloody, I bloody will as well. I don't think it's going to be the first film I go back in the cinema to watch, though. You're not being back in the cinema. No, that'll probably be Black Widow. Yeah, Uh, I, I didn't 
pull those two trailers out because I, I think I'm going to start a rule now. If we've had more than seven trailers for something, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. So anymore. don't talk about the Space Jam one. Well, we've only had one teaser for that, but oh, I'm not okay. talking about it anyway. Right, what are you talking about? So, first off the bat, we finally got our first look at Monsters at Work, the new Disney Plus Monsters, Inc. series. Oh, okay. And it very much leads the way with Mike Wazowski and Sully, and then swiftly diverts to brand new characters um, working on the screen floor, and I reckon that Mike and Sully are hardly going to be in this, and now I'm okay, a lot a less excited for it. <laughs> but they're in charge of Monsters, Inc. now. Oh right! Oh, they get so this put in is charge of it. this is after everything. Yeah, oh. it, it's after it's after well, the original busy, film. They're too busy, you know. I think that's what they're going to wait. Taking <laughs> taking Zoom calls and, <laughs> and monster uh, meetings and private jets to the Bahamas where they can do director things. <laughs> but they they got Billy Crystal and uh, John Goodman back to do the voices for him. Cool. But they were sort of like down the rankings, so I feel like they've not gotten back in for much, you know what I mean? No, no. Um, they'll probably be in the first episode and the last episode. <laughs> yeah, they probably want to introduce some new characters that they but can market the hell out of. There's so many new characters. There's only like... So like I said, we had Sully and we had Mike Wazowski. Then we had Mike's girlfriend. I can't remember what she is called. You know, the Medusa. Yeah. Um... Then we had Roz. They're the only characters that I recognise. The rest of them all seem like new characters. Oh, oh I think we cool. had... I think one of the guys with the, the eyeballs up on stems, I think, was from the original as well. Because well, he wears, like, three tiny hard hats on his different eyeballs. Yeah, but you remember watching all the old Monsters, Inc. films, and you'd always, like, look out in the background for, like, the most obscure stuff you could. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Roz is back, though. She seems yeah. to be in it a bit more. I'm watching you, Wazowski. What are the trailers to be watching? We had a short little like five second teaser for The Witcher came out today, oh, along okay. with announcement that we're getting a Witcher event over the weekend as well, which is going to be for the games and for the uh, TV series. So I think we're going to get our first trailer this weekend, but we got a little teaser. Cool. Which shows nothing. It just shows the young girl whose name I can't remember. Is it Yennefer? Something like that. It's not Yennefer, but it began with a Y, I think. No, it's a C, and it? it's uh, oh, Siri. No, is it Siri? Maybe it's Siri. Right, you carry on. I'll check. Um, we just get to see her looking sad a lot, but we also got a shot of her on the website promoting the the event that they're doing, where she is in training at the keep. It's Siri. It's Siri. Yeah, we checked. Um, we've got her at the camp, which we think is going to be training with. The guy that taught um, the Witcher how to witch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot all the. He taught the Witcher names. how to witch. <laughs> I forgot all the names of all the yeah, characters because they're mean. really dumb names to yeah, remember. I know who you mean. Yeah, um, the guy that everyone wanted Mark Hamill to play, and I can't remember if Mark Hamill is actually playing him or not. Probably not. I didn't think so either. But I, I remember seeing that image too many places. So that's all I got in my head. Okay, now on to actual proper trailers. Okay. We had the first one for the new Masters of the Universe series by Kevin Smith on Netflix. Nice. This looks really fucking good. (laughs) It looks shit hot. It's got like a really interesting, like anime aesthetic animation quality to it. But this looks like it hits and it's got impact. Like this looks better to me than the Dota series did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, you know, people are getting all the characters back because Kevin Smith is a deep He Man. Well, there's a bit of a resurgence of like like more american anime like the i mean dota isn't but it's a it's a video game it's a bit like pokemon you know what i mean yeah. like and um, it's not like it's one punch man or full metal alchemist or whatever but you've got sorry 
I was just impressed that you pulled out Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> uh, they're they're in there. They're, in there. they're embedded in there. Uh, and but I mean, like you've had Invincible, you've had Dota, Dragon's Blood. Um, what what else have we just had? We're getting a lot more like older, much. You've got the Witcher Western coming out, yeah. Um, and then you've got Master of the Universe coming out. There's a nice little market there. Yeah, people that are interested. I think because they've recently remade Shira, which is connected to the He-Man universe only. That was definitely aimed at a younger demographic, I think. Whereas mm. this is Kevin Smith telling, like, it's still suitable for children, but I think it's more targeted towards, like, the previous fans of He-Man. Yeah. Um, so it looks a lot more action-heavy and a lot heavier and stuff. Um, I thought it looked really cool, and it was nice to see all these characters back on. I think it's only a matter of time before we get a new G.I. Joe animation as well. Probably, yeah. Uh, bring back, like, all those franchises, because... Team NT is still around. Mm-hmm. It's like the three big like toy brands of the eighties and nineties were He Man, GI Joe, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, and two of them are back. It's only a matter of time before we get a new GI Joe animation. Mm. We've got the films coming out, but they'll they'll bring it to Netflix or something at some point. Um, I can't remember when that's coming out. It's in like the next month or so. Next one is for No Sudden Move on. A, a HBO Max. I had to think what it was called then. So we won't be able to watch it over here. No, no, don't know where we're going to be able to watch it. Uh, maybe Amazon. I may know a place. <laughs> it will be Amazon or Now TV, probably. But let, uh, don't want to see this cast. We've got Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbour, Ray Liotta, John Hamm, Brendan Fraser, Kieran Cullen, uh, uh, Amy Fox, and then the woman who actually plays uh, Sweet Tooth's mom. Oh, okay. You did very well to keep up with that really fast. That was pace. really fast, yeah, wasn't it? That was very I, it's because I watched it earlier to remember yeah, all the names. I, I felt the regret. You were like, right, I need to remember. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was that fast. <laughs> but I had the names sort of memorized. That sounds like an amazing cast. It does, yeah. Basically, it's a group of criminals are all being brought together to do like this big, like uh, I think it's like a hostage situation for a big payout. And I think they end up bringing someone in who's maybe is undercover but they know he's undercover or something mm. it was hard to figure out like the plot but it looked good um we know criminals are on the job uh benicio del toro and don Cheadle teaming up as criminals cool. and you got david harmer playing like this nerdy like desk jockey almost oh that's a really interesting um, who gets role for him. brought into it and there's a funny bit at the end of the trailer he's like i'm sorry so i'm go- i'm going to have to punch you now it's, <laughs> it's a punch this is this is going to be a punch, it will hurt. <laughs> um, which is nice to see David Harbour doing that, because now he's just getting cast as like the big bruiser guy at the yeah, moment, isn't he? Of course, yeah. But yeah. He's doing Red Guardian in uh, Black Widow, and he's he did Hellboy, and he's yeah. obviously yeah, yeah. In, in Stranger Things. And then Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix. This is coming out at some point. It's getting a limited theatre release. Um, it doesn't actually say when it's coming out on Netflix. Hasn't got a confirmed release date yet. This is a musical directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, starring Vanessa Hutchins and Andrew Garfield. This is a autobiography, which was then turned into a screenplay by the guy that it's about. Okay. Um, so this is about... Let me get his name again. It's Jonathan Larson, who, like... I feel like this is a little bit pretentious because he wrote it himself, but he says he revolutionized theater. Oh, yes. Um, with the, his production Rent, which, to be honest, it did usher in like a new era of musical theater in the 90s, which became a lot more political and had a lot more things to say through the guise of musicals and stuff like that. So he did kind of revolutionize it in that way, but it feels a little bit 
It is a bit patronizing when somebody says about themselves that they revolutionize yeah. something. It's like it's like how you said that time you revolutionized podcasting. Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it now. <laughs> um, but Lin Manuel Miranda is directing this. He's also just done In the Heights as well, which has come out in on HBO. That was another news story. It leaked a day early on HBO Max yeah, again. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever, whatever interns they've got running HBO Max. They're not, they're not interns anymore. <laughs> no, they've been sacked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this takes place in the 90s in New York, obviously with Broadway um, and all that sort of stuff. It looks good. Um, uh, Andrew Garfield looks quite good in the role, and he's, it's interesting seeing him in a musical. I never thought I'd see him in a musical before. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Vanessa Ann Hutchins, um, uh, she was in High School Musical, of and course. she's done... Grease, the live musical and stuff like that, and she's done albums and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Andrew Garfield's in it. Cool, exciting. Uh, Academy Award nominee and Tony Award winner Andrew Garfield. So Andrew Garfield has won awards for being on stage. Anyway, I don't know if he was in a musical. I didn't know he was a Tony Award winner. But, I mean, Tony Award. Um, so yeah. yeah, Oscar and Tony. Tosca. 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 I went to say it the opposite way around and just smushed them together in my head. I went to say Tony and Oscar. Oscar and Tony, Tony and Oscar. Nice to meet you both. Do you know what a Tony Award is? It's like the Musical Theatre Award. Oh, okay. Or the Theatre Award. Very good. So that's the trailer that I've got. I've got some comic books up if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Can we talk about Loki now? Uh, Yes, please. Okay, right. Okay, we are going to time code spoilers for Loki. Uh, We're going to clap. When we have uh, time codes, when we have spoilers, so no, no, don't do that, Chris. Don't I thought do we were that. just going to clap because no. we enjoyed it. Well, we did enjoy it. It was very good. Yes, yeah, so Loki, very good. But anyway, yeah, I'll uh, we'll we'll highlight when the spoilers are. Yes, but so Loki, Chris, what's going on? Loki at the end of Endgame. So we pick up literally during Endgame. Is it at the end of Endgame or is it the end of? Avengers. Avengers. So it's it's obviously the Both. the new version of events that happened in Endgame. Mm. So we're already fracturing the timeline. So obviously we saw in Endgame that Loki disappeared with the Tesseract. Yeah. And that wasn't what was meant to happen. No. Uh, so he is now being hunted down by the Time Variant Association. Um, or Time Variant Authority. Authority, sorry. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where I got association from. Um, Authority makes them sound a lot more intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> association uh, is they, like... They, they seem intimidating until you see them using fax machines and yeah. not knowing what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but that like, time variant association makes you think that like, they just get together at the local community centre. <laughs> it seems like even more bureaucracy somehow. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's being hunted down by the TVA. Um, because he is a variant, he's splintered off the core timeline, and then we find out that this secret out of time or um, authority mm. uh, association is <laughs> is uh, set in place by the what are they called? The timekeepers. The timekeepers to keep the, time. the sacred timeline together. So he is veered off the path, and he gets pulled out, and they're going to kill him. But then they're like, "Oh, we can use him actually." To solve ourselves, because if they killed him, that would be a very short TV series. Yeah, it would wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, unless unless like the TV series could have been, they just have to keep pulling different versions of him out, where he just keeps fucking up with the timeline. <laughs> that would have been a fun series as well. <laughs> that would have been at a, the end of every episode, he gets killed. <laughs> that would have been like a, such a like 
out of left field thing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Like he just he just well, teleports. Like mirror thing. He teleports with a tesseract just into the middle of space and dies or something, or just off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, no, we need to get the other one. So we've got a mystery afoot. Somebody's messing with the timeline and and fracturing it further. So they can't bring wait Loki to talk on about board. This. I can't wait to talk about this. We'll talk about this in a bit. So but, yeah. yeah, this is. This is probably, uh, alongside Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this is like the most MCU one that we've had. Yeah. Like, this is the cosmic MCU. Like, this is the Guardians. Very cosmic. Thor yeah. stuff. Yeah, very uh, like cosmic. Like, the, uh, the bizarre concepts that we see in the Guardian stuff. So, like, like very much in line with the Celestials and the Watchers and stuff mm. like that. Um, whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier was more like the on-Earth uh, MCU. And it feels very much like in line with MCU budget. Like, it feels like it's got that production quality yeah, to it. Yeah, definitely. So did you see... Could you tell, like, in that first scene where he meets the TVA that they were obviously using that uh, 360... The volume. The volume, yeah. yeah it was totally Straight volume, away, as soon yeah. as he stood up in the Mongolian desert, I said to Charlotte out loud, that's the volume right It's got to be the volume. <laughs> you could see it, like... Yeah, like it was seamless, but you could tell, couldn't you? Any outdoor spaces like that, you're like, that's the volume. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're always and in the center later on. They're always in the center of like big mountains or yeah. whatever. There's always stuff Gorgeous really far desert, away. Gorgeous desert, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you could tell, like the one, the one real sand dune. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, on a slight little hill. <laughs> that's the real but, sand. Dune. I mean, if you're not looking for it, you're not going to notice no, it. No, it looks it, awesome. It, it looks incredible, it looks great, but yeah. it, it's probably because it looks so good. We were like. That was, yeah, that was the volume. volume. Right. They're not really stood out in the Mongolian desert there. <laughs> I've seen the making of the Mandalorian. That's the volume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually no. rewatched a little bit of the making of the Mandalorian the other day. I can't remember why I ended up it's tuning good, into some of fair. it but, uh, again. Yeah. Uh, I the think season, I was watching something else. Season two one was really good. I haven't watched all of that one yet. That was one that came out on Christmas Day. I, that's why I didn't watch all of it. I remember what I was watching. I was watching. Corridor Digital, where they do the best and worst CGI. Yeah. So they had one of the guys that works on the volume for The Mandalorian on there, and he was talking about how they make it. Because he, he started out as like a game programmer, obviously because it's all in uh, Unreal. I oh, know Unity, I think they used for on The Mandalorian. Either or. Um, so he was explaining how it all works and stuff like that. Cool. And so I saw more behind the scenes. And hearing the actual guy that like helped create it talk about it, it's so cool. So yeah. Anyway. anyway, anyway, Loki. Anyway, Loki. So that's what the plot is. Yeah, um, we're introduced to a load of new concepts. Um, uh, what do you think of the aesthetic? Because they are—they very much like just took Loki out of the MCU, and it feels like you're in a pocket dimension when you're watching it. Look, he—he he becomes, and I don't think visually it's all that wild because what I find really like weird about just. They've obviously took Loki from a point where he was in the Avengers, right? Mm -hmm. And then all that kind of development that he's had through the MCU, where it's kind of gone up and down in terms of its mood, mm -hmm. and then they've they've ended up with the, the the Loki from Thor Ragnarok right now. You know what I mean? They've kind of yeah, in they've one like episode, fast tracked him, yeah. Yeah, 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 to get him back to sort of a similar emotional place. Yeah, I think he he's somewhere between, um. Somewhere between like the Dark World and Ragnarok at the moment, yeah, he's not yeah. fully at Ragnarok yet, where he started to accept family and stuff like that, and he felt more of a member of the family. Yeah. Um, he's sort of like in that period in between, like he's he. So basically, in the episode, we get to see 
weirdly enough, from the point of view of the films of the Avengers. So in the TVA, you can just watch the Avengers yeah. films, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, at one point, so you said the first bit I that mean, we see... you're not going to get new footage, are you? No, well, say, that's the thing, yeah. but, like, we got new footage in Endgame, though, didn't we? But mm. <laughs> it's so weird, like, the first shot that we see is from Loki's point of view in the first Avengers film when he wakes up, so somehow they're able to get his point of view on the screen, but then there's, everything is from the outside. You can tell in that first bit where there's shots where they've just shot him in like on a blank wall or something to get his reaction shots as well. Like, yeah, when they're in the elevator yeah, because yeah. none of the other members are in shot. Yeah, they can't even <laughs> see the shoulders. There is such a tight elevator, but you can't even see shoulders. Yeah, yeah, and it's just his like eye movements and stuff and his reactions. Yeah, just that. to give it a slightly different yeah. take. But I've, I, the aesthetic of it's really cool. And I think especially knowing from the trailer the scenes that are coming up mm. I, I can't wait like this is in a way i was really gutted that we only got one episode yeah but at the same time it was packed it was 51 minutes and it felt like 51 minutes you know where yeah. like the other mcu shows we said oh, it felt like it was like 20 minutes of credits like it felt like the credits were non-existent no, there was this, no... it felt like so much content it was like next to no intro and considering it's mcu and it was just people talking for an hour like, it was yeah. so enthralling because yeah. the world building was so... that Like, I love, like, weird sci-fi yeah. concepts. And it was just... It hit the nail on the head. It felt like Fallout mixed with, like... um, Or was it the the Investigation Bureau? Was, or what was that Matt Damon film back in the day? It was just, like, so many odd little quirky stuff going on, which was, like, so interesting. But just how little things worked. Like, how they could just... Um, you know, like reverse, like just five seconds. Well. Yeah, how they could just like reverse five seconds of like where he is. The absolute beautiful moment when they hit him with the slowdown battle. Oh, that was so good! Just who saw that coming? So, like, we just think like it's a slow mo hit, but then we see the character come in at normal speed. I've seen people joking, just like Christopher Nolan's taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so good. somebody, so she said, it's like, oh, you're slow down by 16 times but you're feeling the pain in real life so instead of like a punch being like it's over in a second and you just feel that pain for a second he's like he's feeling feeling that for like 16 seconds um but somebody like slow uh, sorry sped that thing up and he's not actually going at 16 times the speed (laughs) somebody was nerdy enough to break it down and actually go into it of course somebody was yeah Yeah. um but Um... yeah so good like it just felt so good. Like, Owen Wilson was fantastic yeah, in this. Yeah, how good is Owen he, Wilson? Like, their chemistry worked so well, and he just fit into it. Like, a lot of the times for me, Owen Wilson is playing Owen Wilson. Yeah. But in this, he's not. Like, in this, he is playing Mobius and Mobius. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he kills it. He's so good. He's so, yeah. like, deadpan. He's the straight guy in the situation. I love the bit in the little um, courtroom when he just, like, turns up and he just, like, sits there and just, like, waits dead patiently. Like, he knows, like... He knows where his place is. Yeah. And he was just like, but he's dead confident at the same time. But it's like, but it's because of the thing of like the timekeepers created them all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're all there for their purpose. And there's literally nothing else that they need to do. Yeah. But it's still like this weird little like community and slash civilization of people that, I mean, where even are they? Yeah. You know, they're, well, they're outside of time and space at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? That, that gorgeous shot that we had, which felt like, you, you know, when you see all of the TVA headquarters and stuff like that, yeah. absolutely stunning shot. We saw it in the trailer, but they really 
hung on that yeah, shot for ages, yeah, yeah. didn't they? I was just taking it in. It looked gorgeous, but it really reminded me, and they must have done this on purpose, it reminded me of, you know, the old Disney Epcot stuff from, like, the 70s and 80s with the world of tomorrow? Mm. It looked like that aesthetic so much, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure the cabs that were flying around in it was taken straight from that, and obviously yeah. they're owned by Disney now, so I'm sure the, they must have got the old plans out. You know, like, with... Um, the Stark Expo in Iron Man 2 mm. was based off Epcot as well. Yeah. I, I reckon they definitely took that big, yeah. heavy Disney influence. It's, it's got that, like, 50s, 60s futuristic vibe yeah. that's just, like... So futuristic, good. but now that we're actually in 2021, it seems so outdated. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, cool. like, that grungy sort of futuristic style. Yeah, yeah. It's so good, like, Fallout animations type Yeah, it's stuff. very much like Fallout. Yeah, it, it reminded me of Cuphead. Yeah, thing. Yeah, when you have that animation where it's, it's and I loved oh, that little animation. Yeah, that little explanation of what was going on. Even though I, I kind of understand because I'm a big nerd. Yeah, uh, much like you. Yes, um, but for like, I was watching it with my girlfriend, and for her, that was like a perfect explanation of like what was going on and why this was so. Yeah, like what was happening. The, the animation looked so stylized. It was so good. But also the fact that they just dropped that there was a huge multiversal time war and just drop it like it's nothing and move on. <laughs> Yo, because they're just dealing with it all the time. The, the, well, that's the thing. Like in this, there's like so many like high concept ideas that things that seem so powerful and like definitive in the MCU are now nothing. So we had the whole thing with like the Tesseract and stuff like that. I'm not going to talk full spoilers yet, yeah, but yeah. we had like a moment with the Tesseract where it's like nothing. Loki can't use his powers. Um, uh, what else was it? They dropped the Nightmare Department, which yeah. I'm wondering is like when the... Obviously, it was kind of like a name drop to Nightmare, the Doctor Strange villain, who we thought we might be getting in the Multiverse of Madness, but now we're not so sure. Mm. What if in the TVA, when they reset people, if somebody has a memory of this variant or something like that, maybe they're able to program people's dreams or something, so they think it was a nightmare mm. or something? Um, but that was like a nice little joke. So mm. we've got like the concept of manipulating dreams and nightmares. We've got time travel. Are you multiversal time war and everything like that is just dropped in there like it's nothing and just moved on so fast because it's so matter of fact to them yeah exactly and it's cool because it's like it's so like they talk about it so blase that you're not it's not like overwhelming you you're just kind of getting on with it and that's what moves that's what makes that first episode just feel action-packed because it's not just having to like spoon feed you Mm -hmm. it it's just like we're just gonna drop you in it and well, well, it's good because you're you're what you're watching this from Loki's perspective, yeah, and he has just been dropped into it, so you kind of like in like receiving all that information in the same way he is. He just gets like absolutely brought back to like ground zero and just gets humbled straight away, doesn't yeah, he? Like he still yeah. thinks like he's in charge until like he can't use his powers and they're about yeah. to vaporize him, and then he's like. Fuck! I am powerless for like the first time since I was born. I love the powerless. T- the ticket part was so good. So good. Well, I think we're going to get more of those videos as well that we were talking about because Tara Strong, who did the voice for Miss Minute, she did the voice for so many voices in animation growing up. She was on like Teen Titans, Powerpuff Girls, literally any animation from like 2002 until now. She's always in like the big ones. Yeah. So you will have heard her voice a million times, but she was doing like a Southern draw, yeah, which reminded yeah. me of. Um, 
Mr. DNA from the Jurassic Park. Yeah. Because he was like a, a southern kind of guy, like explaining how we got DNA from the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. like, I reckon she's going to be in it more because she was in the credits highlighted as it. Mm. So that bit with the ticket was just so fucking good. Like, yeah. just so matter of fact things. It's just there, like, it's so outdated, but if you don't do it, we're going to fuck you up. <laughs> Shall we get into it and talk spoilers now? Yes. Okay. Spoilers. When we got to that part in where Owen Wilson was investigating in the French church. Yes. Did you, and it's definitely not, but when that kid pointed to the stained glass window (laughs) of the devil, did you think Mephisto straight away? Everybody. When when we saw the trailer and we saw that, it was like, it was fucking Mephisto. It's in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like the amount of YouTube thumbnails with big red arrows. But do you know what that'll be? That'll be like Loki's jumping around in time, isn't he? Yeah, and his that, costume's got the big horn. No, He's going to be depicted as a devil-like like, film. That is actually more Norse mythology look of Loki. If you look at what Sometimes, Loki looks yeah, like yeah. in like art and stuff in old like Norse Norse myths and yeah. stuff, that's how he looks. So to be honest with you, well, apparently this was filmed before or during WandaVision at the same time. Yeah. They were filming this at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even before everyone was on the Mephisto train, this was already done. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, did you think that that kid might have been a variant when they arrived there? Like, we knew, obviously, this skirmish had gone down and stuff like that. I was wondering if that kid for a little bit was going to be, like, child version of Loki from the oh, Young Avengers yeah. comic books. No, I think... But I don't think he was. I think... So, anyway, they're after another Loki. Yes, Just that's so why know. he brings yeah, him on board. Yeah. That's the big mystery is another Loki is fucking with the timeline, so they brought this version of Loki in to fix it. Yeah, yeah. which is a, a good twist, to be fair. Yeah. Because at the end of the episode, you see someone hug hooded and cloaked, and you can't really see who it is. But if it was just Loki, why are they hiding him? Chris, I can see you limbering up. Hit me with your theory. So... We know we've got a female actress has been cast in the series. Let me get her name because I should have done this before. Oh, I see your theory. So I see your. Theory. We've been saying for a while that we think she might be playing a version of Lady Loki, which like uh, Sophie Di Martina. Um, I reckon that's who it is. So in Ragnarok, the like actual Norse event, Ragnarok is like a reset of the Norse god. So it's the end of the world. And all the Norse gods get killed and everything, but then they are rebirthed into new bodies, and that's how their sort of thing is cyclical, um, which is represented by the serpent eating its own tra- uh, tail around Idrisil, the world tree, uh, if you want to get into deep fucking Nordic nerd. We're, we're going deep. Um, but in the comic books, at one point, Ragnarok happens like it did in the MCU, but obviously nobody died with it. Um and they all have new vessels ready to take the souls in. And the one that was ready for Lady Sith actually got intercepted by Loki. So he became a female version of Loki, who then started going around with all these shenanigans because a lot of people didn't know he was Loki a lot of the time and stuff like that. So he was able to get away with stuff. So I reckon they're going to blame it on a variant. So when the timeline of Ragnarok tried to loop, he ended up being put into a female's body. And then he's... So they, like... Lady Loki is a variant who's not been brought back in. So she's trying to splinter the timeline even more to fuck with it so she can be uh, God Emperor yeah. and rule over time itself is what I think. Oh, uh, okay. I think we're going to see a few different versions of Loki in this. 
I think that'd be really exciting. So we'll see Tom Hiddleston's Loki, Lady Loki, maybe another one that Tom Hiddleston's playing, but it'll be slightly different. Maybe like an older one, maybe like in, in the comic books there is God King Emperor Loki or uh, some name like that where he did, like it was an older version of him and he was trying to take over the entire multiverse and then maybe a child Loki at one point. Marvel do a really good job of hiding actors when they're like featuring in a la Quicksilver in WandaVision, if you've mm-hmm. not seen WandaVision. Um, Her casting said, uh, still hasn't say, been revealed. I did say Quicksilver, so you don't know who the actor is. But anyway, um, <laughs> what, do you reckon you're going to get Matt Damon Loki appearing in this as well? It's entirely possible. Because <laughs> he is going to be in Love and Thunder. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be, funny. that'd be um, funny. So that's what my theory is. She was a variant, or what they're going to consider a variant, and she's trying to take control of the timeline yeah um by Pretty. creating all these variants and also she is just killing tva officers as well so well at the end of that she staged the whole thing to get one of the charges the to reset, reset. yeah mm. so i reckon she's going to use that to just try and destroy like actual flows of stuff yeah maybe she's trying to try and maybe use that to reset I mean, if we saw a planet being destroyed because the charge glows orange, then turns purple and like eradicates everything, doesn't it? And we saw a planet being destroyed by that sort of purple force. Well, so. we don't actually know what it does. It resets, so we don't know how what actually happens because when they reset those people, it it di- disappeared out, mm. and we didn't actually see the result of it. So does it just reverse time and things just carry on as normal? I think so. I actually... think it reverses all the variants that was caused by yeah, it. Because yeah. we saw like they they had monitors which tracked the splintered timeline, didn't it? And they before it got to a certain point, if it got to that certain point, then the universe will start to crumble. So they have to reset it before that. So I think it just rewinds it to point A and yeah. fixes it. How good was the bit where he watches his own death? Like They kind of lingered on that for a minute. And then when he went back, I was like... Now he's gonna do it. Yeah. Now he's deaf. I thought Owen Wilson was gonna show him it, but Owen Wilson only shows him up until the Avengers. Frigga's death. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just just after Dark World. Just after. Whereas when he goes back, he literally watches the whole thing, and the the just the 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 face reaction of Tom Hiddleston, the face acting. Everyone's comparing it like all the leads have had this moment. So Elizabeth Olsen had it in the last episode when we saw uh, the the spot where Vision bought the house. Yeah. Then we had um, Sebastian Stan around the campfire when the brainwashing was finally done. Yeah. Like, he had his cry moment, and then Tom Hiddleston had his moment. So everyone's had, like, the big, like, emotional beat scene. But this was in episode one. Yeah. So imagine, like, his emotional revelations towards the end of the season. So I think this is going to be... I'm going to put it on and say this is probably going to be the best series that we get. I think think so. I think the stakes are huge. And I think what it's introducing is always is Chris giving us a giving us a I have something to say. <laughs> um, so I think yeah, what it sets up, I I it sets up things for the for Doctor Strange. I think definitely mm-hmm. it may set stuff up for Spider Man, uh, which we should be getting a look at sometime soon. Yes. Apparently, um, I think it sets up all that sort of stuff. It maybe even sets up a little bit of why potentially the Eternals are stepping in. It could even go that far. But because of the stakes of what you're talking about with it being timeline-based and multiverse-based, I think it's definitely, definitely going to be... He's the god of mischief, right? And that's never mm-hmm. going to change. We've seen that. And I think that is going to 100% set up something to do with why Spider-Man can't find his way home. <laughs> <laughs> why he's got nowhere home. You see what this is? And then you're just like, what's that, Sam? 
You're hitting the nail on the fucking head, though. Ah, fucking hell. Because <laughs> Kevin Feige has come out and said that this series has got the most impact and is pretty much required viewing for the phase four of the MCU. So this is going to have the biggest impact on everything else that goes forward from here, which is exactly what you said. So there's going to be some way in which the timeline is manipulated here, either to bring in new characters or to reset, or maybe even I've seen theories out there that at the end of this, the timekeepers won't have control over the time stream at the end of it, Mm. which means that everyone's got free will and things can start to happen, and that's where we get the branches into the multiverse because they're making sure there isn't a multiverse at the moment. Yeah, which is where you could get your big bad step in. Galactus? Kang the Conqueror, maybe? Kang the Conqueror. Because we know Kang the Conqueror is coming in, so maybe this is a way to scoot Mm. him in because he, um, the female judge character that we have, she is actually a in the comic books a known lover of Kang the Conqueror. Oh, okay. And he worked with the TVA for a bit, and then he was sort of he worked with the Timekeepers as well, and sort of stepped away to do more villainous things. Mm. So I reckon this is like backdoor into so many things. So Quantumine is going to get set up. Maybe Loki's position may be returning in Love and Thunder. Yeah, because we don't if... think he's in it at the moment, but. This could also like change something into why Gore the God Butcher's coming after him and we're that, getting a that, female version yeah. of Thor. That'd be a fantastic scene of getting like Loki back with current timeline Thor. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be heartbreaking. This could also set up and canonize the what if series that we're getting. Oh yeah. With all the different fracture timelines yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like this <laughs> is going to set up phase four. It's very exciting time. Yeah, we're finally here. It didn't. And I, I was like, because One Division set up Wanda going forward, and that set up Doctor Strange with the Dark Hold and stuff like that. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier gave us a new Captain America, and Kevin Feige's like, "Now nah, this has the biggest impact." <laughs> it's like, excuse me, we've now got our first Black Captain America on screen. Yeah, and his costume is fantastic, and we're getting his own film now. How is this more impactful than that? Yeah, this, <laughs> so yeah, it must be huge. It's got to be huge, and. It feels so weird to think like we're kind of getting there now. We're, we're working our way through the content that we're expecting to mm-hmm. get. It, like it feels so weird to think like remember when all this stuff got announced and yeah. it was like oh Loki's going to be forever away and it's we're here. Yeah, but anyway, it's exciting times. It makes me so excited to see the other Disney Plus stuff as well. Yeah, because we've had the first three and they've all been slam dunks. And when these are all slam dunks, you know that when we get things like the Book of Boba Fett and when we get Andor, mm-hmm. they are well worth being like excited Disney about Plus as money. Well. Disney Plus money. It makes uh, me glad that we pay a subscription for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? It's worth it, even though there's like months where you literally don't watch anything on it. It's worth it. Yeah, the it's one worth- month between Falcon and Winter Soldier ended yeah. and Loki starting. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it Also, we got statistics today. It had the highest day one premiere of anything surprised. on Disney Plus, even Mandalorian. It was all over everything. Yeah. When it came out. So if you uh if you've not watched it, what bloody well uh, watch bloody, it. Yeah. Bloody. It's a ten out of ten. It is literally a ten out of ten. It, it the first so episode was so good. I really hope the rest of it lives up to it, which I guarantee it will. Yeah, I don't think when you're talking timeline, I don't think you can have filler. 
No. Unless he literally just has a bit where he's at the TVA, like, sat at a desk. <laughs> that would be funny. I, I wanted to mention Casey as well while we were talking about spoilers. Oh, yeah. He, and Infinity Stones in a drawer. <laughs> they're so meaningless. Like, these were, like, the biggest thing in the MCU, and now they're paperweights. Yeah. Because once they're taken out of time, they're fucking nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, also, I want to see those for different timelines where people <sighs> took the stones who weren't meant to have the stones. Oh, no. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think as a slam dunk. I don't think... Do we know how many episodes this is getting yet? I'm not too sure. Probably it's already... It's actually probably out there. Somebody um, must know. Yeah, because they tend to release the episode count first, don't they? Yeah. Because um, they'll they have to they, they'll have scheduling for it. Scheduling should probably already be out. There's only three episodes on Wikipedia at the moment. Oh. I hope <laughs> it's not just three episodes. <laughs> That'd be heartbreaking if it was only three episodes. It says number of seasons one, ep- number of episodes one is like, no, that's oh. not right. Maybe they've um, just kept it quite secretive then. Maybe, because all the other ones they announced, like they've announced that episode two will have, I think it's a 54 minute runtime, or this one had a 54 minute runtime, and the other one's got 51. It's one of the way around. Six episodes, IMDb is saying, and IMDb oh. normally has it right. Well, if it's a, if, if the 50 minute episodes, yeah. So we only got six for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, didn't we? Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe. We had eight for Yeah, Vision. big things happened in those episodes. I don't feel like I watched it for that long. No. Well six weeks. So what is after Loki then? Like what is what in the release schedule is after Loki? So what we're now? We're in June going into July. Um Black Widow. Yeah. In July. What if in August? What about Miss Marvel? Ms. Marvel is late twenty twenty one. We haven't got a confirmed No, we got confirmed dates the other week, didn't we? When I had Richard on the podcast, we talked about it more. Let me let me scroll back in my phone. Uh, let's have a quick look. So we have oh Shang Chi will be coming, Miss Marvel will be coming, Hawkeye's coming late twenty twenty one, Miss Marvel's late twenty twenty one, Eternals twenty twenty one. Yeah, Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi is. Am I looking at an old article? Shang-Chi is um, July. September 3rd. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, so I've got the dates here for the films. This doesn't have the Disney Plus shows on. But we got Black Widow on July 9th. Shang-Chi is September 3rd. Eternals is November 5th. And then Spider-Man is December 17th. Oh, I can't believe we're getting that Spider-Man film this year. That's six months away. That's six months and six days. And we haven't seen a trailer for it yet. I reckon it's going to come... In maybe in the next couple of weeks, maybe when um, Black Widow drops in cinemas, we yeah. might get a trailer for maybe, it. Maybe once E3's chilled out of the way yeah. as well, to be honest, because there's a lot of gaming stuff that's going to be coming out anyway. So probably once E3 chills, they might drop some film stuff. But we, we need to have at least one trailer six months before it comes out, you know what I mean? Well, Chris, there's yeah. so much coming out. We're back, baby. <laughs> We're back, baby! We should probably wrap it up. Yeah, we should. Right, well... You get to watch, like, this is weird. I still not used to doing this in person because now I have to do the bit where I normally just stare off into space and do it, but I've got you, like, watching me. Anyway, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at GetRealPod. And if you're so inclined, you can email us at GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us. Uh, we post all the episodes out. We try to post little flavors of the episodes as well, little video clips. Um, but yeah, just hit us up. Let us know what you want to see. What did you think of Loki? Uh, are you excited? Is it the best property? Is it the best thing that Disney Plus have released so far? And what are you most excited to see happen? Chris, how can people support the podcast? 
The best way to support the podcast is to leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast. This is weird doing it with you in the room. <laughs> um, leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to us, whether that be um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Deezer, iHeartRadio, absolutely anywhere. Or oh, the best place, the single best place in Sam, 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 Sam. Sorry, give me, uh, give me oh, a okay. Let's say this together. If you head over Your hands to Podchaser, are sweaty, Chris. Uh, it they're, is, I'm sorry. Bit, they sweaty. will, they will syndicate, syndicate. Thank you. I'm glad we had that moment. Um, It will syndicate it to all the other podcast distributors that we're on. So you just need to leave us one rating review on there and it'll post it to all of it. That's incredible. It's like like 20 reviews for the price of one. Boom! Bargain. (laughs) Um, But the other way you can help us is share out our socials. Whenever you see us put a post out there, just share it out. Tell one friend to listen to us. Even better, tell two friends to listen to us. And also don't forget to listen to our sister podcast, Get Real Gaming, which featured me and Sam last week. It certainly did. Um, um, it featured me for like 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes out of an hour-long podcast isn't bad. No, That's a third of the bad. podcast. Not bad. Um, All in a week's work. <laughs> we're just podcast pros at this point. We just, uh, we, we Revolutionising bloody podcasts, <laughs> mate. It's what we're doing. <laughs> you said it. You said it before. <laughs> You've said it both times. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening to us, guys. And we will catch you next week. Low key, more like high key. <laughs> I, I wish I had planned that, but that was just off the dome. I wish there was a timeline where we could go back and. <laughs> that joke was never made. That joke was never made. Maybe we could go back to the original timeline where.